This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunnar Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you for another episode of what is our coverage of Arsenal's transfer window. Slightly different show this morning uh, for you because this is another pre-recorded episode. I'm back in the office today and so that means, unfortunately, I can't do the show as I usually would. Uh, And so I didn't want to leave you without a show. So it means that I'm here instead recording one very late on Thursday evening, uh, hoping and praying that once again, no news drops now let's bear in mind the last time i did this uh a certain declan rice was kind of uh well he was announced uh in short he was announced so i'm expecting arsenal to have like i don't know signed mbappe or something overnight whilst i've been doing this show however i did manage to do the show late enough to get the what i hope is the biggest news uh, of the evening, uh, of which we'll come on to in a little bit. But if you haven't done so already, please do drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Without further ado, though, let's crack on with today's stories. First of all, uh, talking about Arsene Wenger, uh, visited his statue at the Emirates Stadium. He then uh, spoke at an event inside the ground with... Uh, people in attendance like Ray Parler, Martin Keown. Uh, I noticed that Josh Kroenke was also there from the images that I've seen posted on social media. So it seems that there was a real tribute to the to the man himself. As I said on yesterday's show, I, I managed to have the absolute honour of meeting him uh, at the stadium um, on, on Wednesday night after the game against Monaco. And that will be certainly something I cherish forever. But it's a very impressive statue. And uh, certainly, I think, one of the best, if not the best, outside the ground amongst the likes of Henri Bergkamp and, and of course Tony Adams as well yes very very nice statue indeed moving into transfers though and Mika Bireth uh, has joined Motherwell on loan uh, he will leave the club and uh, and make that switch obviously I think it's a, a positive one 20 year old striker spent time at RKC Valveik last season in the Netherlands and uh, had a decent you know, time there, scored a couple of goals, got a few appearances, but uh, 
uh, he needed to continue to to kind of develop himself as a senior player. And uh, we obviously signed him from Fulham where he scored loads of goals at youth level. But now playing at senior level, he needs to find his feet, needs to find some consistency and some minutes. And hopefully he'll get that at Motherwell this season. Uh, speaking of loans as well, uh, Marquinhos, uh, as we talked about previously, linked with a loan move to Olympiacos. And certainly that deal is uh, continuing to be talked about in the background. However, according to Santi, Una uh, Nantes have also entered the race for Marquinhos. So it's not going to be a straight shot for the Greek giants. And instead, they are going to have to battle with some other sides for the uh, honour, if you like, of uh, getting Marquinhos on loan for next season. So whatever happens, whatever happens, I'm hoping that it's a really strong destination for Marquinhos. I hope that he's guaranteed minutes. I hope that he gets game time. I hope that he takes that opportunity by the scruff of the neck and has a full season at a club where he can kind of settle more, get into a bit of a rhythm and play. And if he can get plenty of minutes on the field, then either comes back to Arsenal as a potential option or, of course, raises uh, his value significantly so Arsenal can sell him on. And speaking of players that we allow to leave on loan and raise their value to sell them on for a profit, that is exactly what Austin Trusty has done because his move to Sheffield United was indeed confirmed and he will become a brand new player in the Premier League with Sheffield United. Arsenal will have to indeed face Trusty next season, earning Arsenal a figure in the region of £5 million, meaning that they've more than trebled what they paid Colorado Rapids just over 18 months ago. So some really good business by Arsenal, getting a decent figure in for a player that you know really was not on uh, the cards for us. And I've sold him for uh, a figure that will get them some profit and look very good on the books. And still there are discussions over Nicolas Pepe, uh, potentially leaving the club as well. The Ivorian international spent time, as we know, last season with Nice, but wasn't able to establish himself there, although injuries were a significant issue. He missed the US tour and any pre-season games for Arsenal with continuation of those injury problems. And there are suggestions that there will be discussions over a termination of his contract. Besiktas are the club in Turkey that are interested in the player, despite there being suggestions that there could be a figure involved in this move. It does seem, and as I have predicted for some time, that he will be one of the uh, last contract agreements in terms of terminations. A huge loss on what Arsenal paid back in 2019. £72 million deal. Player leaving uh, for nothing, having contributed a very restricted amount in his first season and a bit um, before leaving, of course, uh, for that loan to Nice. It's just not worked out for Nicola Pepe at all, which is a real shame. Um, but uh, hopefully he finds success in the next stage of his career. And the headline story, as I talked about, I managed to do this show late enough so that I could witness the breaking news. Uh, I'm speaking to you with it being breaking news of David Raya. Arsenal have submitted their first bid for the player. The proposal is said to be at a £20 million fixed fee with £3 million in add-ons. Now, we've said before that Brentford supposedly wanted something closer to £40 million. Thomas Frank has been speaking, rather frankly, about the fact that he would like to see £40 million made on a potential deal that saw David Rea leave the club. Uh, the benefit that Arsenal have is that he has told Brentford that he wants to move to Arsenal. And of course, that one year left on his deal makes this a advantageous position from a buying perspective. But 
I may be proven wrong by the time this show comes out tomorrow morning, but I'd be surprised if that £23 million in total was accepted. I think that Brentford will indeed hold out for a a much bigger fee. Um, considering someone like Robert Sanchez is leaving Brighton for Chelsea for around £25 million, and Raya is a significantly better goalkeeper than him, if Raya was to leave for less than that £25 million, it would be a significant uh, kind of, I don't use the word embarrassing, but it would be, a very low fee uh, for what the player he's worth. And I think Arsenal and Brentford will probably come to a compromise closer to £30 million. But let's wait and see what happens. But the opening bid of £20 million plus three is in. The negotiations are firmly underway. And hopefully we get a resolution around this deal in the very near future. Right, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now, I did say questions. However, I did uh, want to touch upon the Aaron Ramsdale interview, which, of course, uh, was not necessarily an interview. It was actually an article written by the man himself in the Players' Tribune. Now, many people should be familiar with the Players' Tribune's work. Uh, they've done a fair few things that we've seen. Martin Odegaard, most recently, had a really good um, kind of uh, talk and discussion and reveal about his journey, about his uh, childhood, about how he developed uh, in Norway, and then obviously that had that big move to Real Madrid before finally settling with Arsenal. Well, uh, that was a fantastic piece of work, as was the interview that they did with Granit Xhaka as well. And that was a very revealing uh, interview and discussion too. But Aaron Ramsdale did things slightly differently, where he told his story in his own words, and he talked about his family, he talked about uh, the abuse, he talked about his time at Arsenal, he talked about Mikel Arteta and some really revealing things, including disagreements with the manager, which is, I think, very, very normal. But uh, I wrote a piece on London, which you can uh, give a read. It is one of the most recent uh, articles on my page. Uh, you can always go to the link tree in the video descriptions to visit my London uh, profile page. And on there, you'll be able to see an article that is headlined, Aaron Ramsdale, honesty hits the perfect spot for Arsenal amid continuing social challenges. And everyone that knows and watches this channel will know that talking about social um, things and talking about online abuse is, is always, uh, at the forefront of discussions we tackle it head on we suggest uh, ways in which you can help and that you can kind of have strategies to deal with these things if you ever suffer things online and uh, to hear Aaron talk about that side of things in the way that he did was was really um, grounded and certainly very appreciated his honesty regarding his family was eye-opening and saddening 
as well. Um, but really, really important and in some ways, I think groundbreaking as well. Uh, I talk in the article about my own interactions with Aaron uh, whilst you know working Football London, speaking to him in Mix Zone, speaking to him at London Colney, and he's always one of the best when it comes to you know speaking to a player. Very grounded, very objective, answers questions really, really well. Gives you honest answers, not just kind of you know sometimes you can tell when an answer is like a media trained type response, which you know I understand why media training happens and it's really important that players get media trained, but also I think that when you get a real kind of genuine answer from a player. Ramsdale is is one of the you know obvious candidates to produce those types of answers. Um, spoke to me after the game against Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium when obviously we'd been well beaten and you know had had four goals put past him and and he took the time to stop and to speak and to give us and therefore indirectly through us to the fans uh, messages and responses to that performance and yeah again I just want to be very open and honest and thankful to Ramsdale for that piece because uh, I'm hoping that it will have a significant impact also his work with Hope United we've collaborated with Hope United as well myself and Sophie did a to- uh, did a show talking all about uh, homophobia in football but it's not just homophobia that Hope United um, tackle they do lots of stuff to do with online abuse they provide strategies and tips and techniques about how you can tackle those problems should you need to um, so I would always recommend uh, looking into the Hope United stuff because it is absolutely brilliant. And to have any involvement in that campaign that Ramsdale is a big part of was a real pleasure. So you can go li- listen back to that if you want to just type in on YouTube, the Guna Talk Hope United. You'll get that show come up with me and Sophie where we talk at length uh, about online abuse, about the homophobia that sadly Sophie's had to suffer and the strategies that we come up with to help people try and deal with those things so certainly do give that a listen right then uh if as this is pre-recorded obviously it does mean that i can't go to the chat box for questions which is frustrating uh what i would say is for those of you that if you've got any burning questions leave a capital q in the comment section so that's not the live show chat that's going on right now but if you've got a question that you would like an answer to i can do my best to answer them in text form uh throughout the day when i'm on my lunch break um so i'll try and tackle those when i can so leave them down in the comment section below but i do as i do when i do these preview shows uh pre-recorded shows is i reach out to the discord server where we've got plenty of our members ready and waiting to provide uh, some questions for the show so let's tackle those uh, nsw says tom with jesus out for a reported few weeks should we still sell balligan and do you think trossard can play in that role along with enketia well the answer to the second part of the question i think is is one that we already have an answer to because trossard has indeed played in that position and played very successfully in that position i remember when he played that game against fulham where he got a hat trick of assists played amazingly well and to be honest probably deserved to keep that role despite the fact that Gabriel Jesus returned from injury in that game against Fulham and that was kind of the start of the end for Trossard's time at centre forward for me Trossard should have kept that position Jesus should have gradually worked his way back into the starting lineup if he'd have earned it but Trossard was doing a fantastic job and shouldn't have been taken out so I know that Trossard can be um a fantastic option for us uh, in that role do should we still sell Balogun ultimately the situation is as is and we've discussed this at length a number of times but the way in which it's gone down the 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 comments that we've heard from him the reports that we are hearing suggesting that he is pushing to obviously leave and asking Arsenal to reduce their asking valuation for him I think that yes we still do but I think we need to respond to that with a forward signing now I think that forward signing should be something 
versatile, something someone that can play in a right wing and centre forward position. And Mohamed Kudus obviously fits that bill. So if we was to choose a player to sign for the club, Mohamed Kudus, I think, would be the obvious answer. Uh, Nav asked the question, do you think that we should give Eddie a chance to prove what he can do? I do feel like we've given him a lot of chances. Uh, as with Eddie, I feel bad for him when it comes to the abuse that he gets off people. But personally, I don't think he's going to hit those heights. Same time, I'm willing to give him that chance that he looked good yesterday and maybe that was a confidence booster I would still potentially start Trossard as our main centre forward but I think it would be great to see Eddie prove people even myself wrong I think Eddie will be given a chance I think Mikel Arteta is certainly aiming to give him an opportunity to to play I think that we did our preview show yesterday. If you haven't watched our preview show for the Community Shield, please go back and do that. Myself, uh, Lewis, and uh, and Dom all chatted about that game. Um, so do go back and give that a listen. But uh, And so I do think that Nketiah will start that game on Sunday. But uh, when it comes down to his future, he just has to change the conversation. At the moment, the conversation is very much... How do you feel about stepping into Jesus? How do you feel about covering Jesus? How do you feel about the fact that, you know, you did this last season when Jesus was out and you got to do it again? He needs to change that conversation to Eddie and Ketia. He needs to be the focus of the conversation. He cannot be the backup. He cannot be the second choice, the deputy. He has got to put in performances like he did against Monaco, in which he had a really, really good game. And for those that think otherwise, go look at my, pin, not pins tweet, but it's one of the high up tweets on my feeds or posts i suppose they are these days um but if you go onto the posts on my feed at the guna talk tv um there is a compilation of his contributions in that game against monaco which will show you just how good of a game he did have and people go well it's a highlight reel no it's every single action that he was involved in during that game and it's very impressive so i would go give it a watch if uh, you had can spare, I think, three a minute and a bit, if that, three minutes or so. Max, go give that a watch. But yeah, he needs to change the conversation to making it about him and not about him being used because someone else is not available. He needs to take that spot, and when Jesus comes back, he needs to try and keep that spot. So that's what Eddie needs to do. Uh, Alpha Wolf, Dan uh, says, what do you think uh, Arteta's targets will be this season in each of the competitions based on the summer recruitment? I personally think that his, his targets will be to win them. Uh, I think that he will be going into every single competition, as any Arsenal manager should, thinking, we've got to try and win this tournament. Because that is the Arsenal way. Now, we can have discussions about expectations, you know, around what I have for the club's expectations are, and they are going to be different to the aims I have for Arsenal. The aim for Arsenal, the target for Arsenal, is always to try and win. Win the FA Cup, win the League Cup win the Champions League, win the Premier League. That's the target. That's the aim. The expectation, as we talk about the difference between those words, is obviously different. And I think that in the League Cup, he'll be looking to, to you know, use the kids where possible and give rotatable options time uh, on the field. But in the FA Cup, if it is against a competitive Premier League level opposition, I think we'll see a Premier League level team. I think that the FA Cup has a great history with this club. And so therefore, Arsenal will try and, and, and succeed in that tournament. And, and fingers crossed that we do. And in the Premier League, he'll look to go one step further than he did last season. But close the gap to Manchester City as best we can and try to overtake them. And in the Champions League, I think it's an exciting season for the Champions League. Let's see where, what and what we can do in that tournament. Let's see what Arsenal can achieve in the Champions League in a tournament where I do think we are within the top five or six clubs in that competition. So I'm hoping for quarterfinals and beyond, but let's see. Um, question from Guna Cowboy. Uh, this preseason, the results of the games and our style of play 
has been up and down compared to last year's pre. Do you think Arteta is trying to get the whole squad ready so he can rotate the squad and hopefully be firing on all cylinders in May? Or do you think there is a cause for concern ahead of the new season? I think that what you said first, uh, Gunnar Cowboy, is, is spot on. I think that we've got such a big squad full of competitive options that he has to give um, time to as many players as possible. If you think about last season, we pretty much played the same 11 in the last three odd games. You know, Sevilla, um, like it was, was it Chelsea and, and, uh, and Everton? I think we played similar teams across those games. Really, like a few changes for both. But for these games, we've we've made wholesale changes. I think uh, we're now in a position where obviously we can be proactive in in making changes, proactive in rotation, and he needs to make sure that everything is ready and raring to go. And I hope that's going to be the case. I hope that is going to be the case for us um, moving forwards, that we are successfully rotating. And I'm not saying that it's... I'm not going to say that it's a concern because it's only pre-season. Have there been lessons to be learned from? For sure. Have there been things that have need to be developed? Absolutely. But I'm not concerned, no. Uh, I just think that with the depth of squad, the level of quality and strength and depth that we've got, it was always going to be important that Arteta use as much of his squad as feasibly possible. Uh, last one, uh, I think, from um, Pia Mongunapal, uh, says, uh, would uh, Smith-Rowe being more reliable in a defensive department than Erdegaard? So, in my opinion, he would be better in the right eight when Kai is playing the left eight, and Erdegaard would be better option when playing with Rice and Partey. Interesting question. I do think that Smith-Rowe has got more defensive um, characteristics from his time playing on the left wing because you have to cover the left back when you play there. Would it mean he's a better partner for Kai Havertz than Odegaard? I'm not sure. I think Odegaard is of a level above Smith-Rowe personally. I think Smith-Rowe is a great player. And by saying that Odegaard's a level above him, it shows you how highly I rate Odegaard. I put him in a world-class category personally. So when it comes down to who partners who, I think we've got options. And I think it'll be interesting to see if Smith-Rowe and Havertz ever play together, if Smith-Rowe plays instead of Odegaard. I do think that Smith-Rowe is probably seen as the competitor to Odegaard. So if Odegaard's not playing, I think Smith-Rowe will play there. And obviously against Monaco and the Emirates Cup, that is exactly where Smith-Rowe played. So I think that's definitely an option for us moving forwards just to round off the show of course to remind you that uh, our live show tickets are still on sale uh, you can come join us at the mild May club in london on the sunday 13th of august uh, some fantastic guests you can scan that code or go to the link in the description and not only that but tonight um friday the 4th uh, of august uh, i'm going to be at the tollington uh, helping and supporting mike with the gunas versus cancer there's going to be lots of familiar faces there i'm assured so i look forward to getting down there for that and having a, a couple of drinks and uh, and speaking to people and enjoying a nice friday evening with some fellow gunas so if you're around if you're in the london area on either today or uh, on the 13th of August, the day after the Nottingham Forest match, then get down there. Uh, if not, uh, I look forward to seeing you on uh, on Saturday morning uh, for the next show. Um, but uh, other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you, as it always is. Apologies that this wasn't a normal live show, but I hope you appreciate the effort that goes into making uh, a show anyway uh, for you guys to enjoy. I'm hoping that it's come through smoothly and fine throughout. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing your comments. If you have any questions that you are really desperate to ask and sad that I weren't around in the live show section to answer them drop them down in the comment section down below and I'll do my best to get back to you on them but have a fantastic day people enjoy the end of your week and as always up the Arsenal
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.